Previously on Poldark, Harris Pascoe almost went under because that old dude that Whitworth was uh, antagonizing passed away and all of his debts were called upon. But thanks to Ross and Bassett, he landed on his feet and now he's a partner in another bank. So good for him. George can't screw over Ross in the Poldark nest egg and all seems well. But unfortunately, Morwenna is with child. So things were looking great for her. Not great now. Let's see how things go this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast as we cover season four, episode seven of Poldark. But uh, it's something about baby girl, I just can't leave alone. Tell me, mom, what's it gonna be? She said, you don't know what you mean to me. And we are back, season four, episode seven of Poldark. How you doing, Corey? I'm doing okay. How about you, Dev? I'm good. I'm good. Dude, I am ripped and ready to talk about this episode. <laughs> this is a real interesting one. There are a couple of big hammer moments here that are... Uh, this is this is an all-timer, I think, in my book. This is up there for Poldark. And, and you know what's weird about this is, what's his name? Pasco is just done. Not in the picture at all. Yeah, he's uh, he got his he got his job back, got his dignity back, and he's uh, off on. somewhere on the DL doing something else. Yeah, but how's how's uh how's the world outside of uh this show? Anything to report? I think the key thing we need to focus in on, and this you know is important to our show as well, is the crown is coming back. Mm-hmm. November, it's the first week of November. Okay. Uh, November, come on, 9th, it is coming back. We'll be finishing this season of Poldark. We'll be doing next week's finale. The week after that would be the wrap-up. That would theoretically tee us right on time for us to take on the crown. Understandably, we do it week by week, even though they're doing the full season drop. But everyone's talking about it. It's true. And I think we would be, what, a couple of, a week or two behind the, the times? And God knows history right now. It's on... Uh... People are interested in the Royals, so I do think that this might be a good time to pivot for a month or two, round yeah. up 2020, 2022, with Queen Elizabeth and the gang, the new cast. Yeah, and you know, there's been some fuel uh, poured on that fire today by Judy Dench. She calls out the crown as cruelly unjust and urges Netflix to add a disclaimer that this cannot go unchallenged. Uh, she wrote in a letter... Uh, in the Times UK, that the closer the drama comes to our present times, the more freely it seems willing to blur the lines between historical accuracy and crude sensationalism. Well, she should watch uh, the Diana musical if that's the case. <laughs> she really should. Uh, she goes on to say, given some of the wounding suggestions apparently contained in the new series that King Charles plotted for his mother to abdicate, for example, or once suggested his mother's parenting was so deficient that she might have deserved a jail sentence, this is both cruelly unjust to the individual individuals and damaging to the institution they represent. No one is greater uh, greater believer in artistic freedom than I, but this cannot go unchallenged. Who cares? I mean, from the jump, we've been saying this ain't this ain't how it's supposed to be. <laughs> this is not how it really happened. Uh, and who is Judy? Like, with all due respect to Judy Dench, like 
you're not you're not going to be the one that makes this happen. If there was really hands moving to censor or just put disclaimers on the crown, no one would know it was happening. It would be discreet and it would be done. Dave, were you about to say who is Judy Dench? Like who, who does she Judy, think she is? Who is Judy Dench? Yeah, who does she think she is in this instance? I mean, she's knighted. I don't so, care. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is Elton you know, John going to come for Paul McCartney going to say it next? Good. Could happen. I'd love that if all the like the knighthoods came out to defend the crown yeah, it was against like, this Netflix show. It's like the round table <laughs> of all these honorary knights. <laughs> yeah. Does Ringo stand up and say something? I don't think he's a sir, is he? Is he being knighted? <laughs> Ringo Star. Um, one one quick second. Uh, he's been knighted. Oh yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Peace and love, sir baby. Ringo? He said, "Hell, I'll wear it at breakfast." The the badge I got. He got knighted in 2018, so you know he was a little bit late to it. Yeah, he's a, it's I, a career retrospective knighting. I think his case that he made was, "Well, they gave it to Paul. Come on, give it to me. <laughs> Come on." You'd like, get as many Beatles as you can. There's only two of us left. Paul was knighted 21 years before Ringo. <laughs> hey. That's great. <laughs> anyway, Ringo's like, "Have you seen the All Star Band? I got, I got the guitar player from about- Toto in here." <laughs> I wrote that song about the octopus under the sea. Come on now. <laughs> it's my one um, contribution, but yes. <laughs> so listeners, if you want us to pivot to the crown while it's live and fresh and everyone's talking about it, we are more than ready to rip into it. And not, yeah. and not in like a negative sense. We're just ready to let it rip. Just have some fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think uh, to the point of that, if you are listening to this and you're a Poldark purist who's not a big fan of the crown, if we burn through Poldark, we're going to be done with Poldark more quickly. I think that some of our listeners have really enjoyed the opportunity to kind of take a back seat and not let their feeds get cluttered with us talking about Poldark. If you don't like the crown, keep a subscription, keep your Patreon money coming in, but take some time off. Catch up on your other podcasts. And, and speaking of the Patreon, we will have a bonus episode coming this week. Yes, Halloween we will. Themed, uh, Halloween themed Hugh Bonneville movie. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the new Hugh Bonneville movie on Netflix. Uh, he came by. I came by. I came by. So Q didn't come by. You came by. Yeah, we'll talk about it on the uh, Patreon. We'll bonus. talk about it on the Patreon. It's a, it's a thriller, and we'll let you know what we thought of it. Also, just but, before we get on, on to this episode, did you see mm-hmm. this news that Prince Charles will not be living, King Charles, will not be living in Buckingham Palace for five years because of extensive renovations? I mean, that happens. He's 73 years old. <laughs> You know, I mean, what do you expect? You're not gonna, dude, I so I live in an apartment building where they have construction going on, and some days I'm working from my apartment, and there's people literally standing outside my window directly next to me. Mm-hmm. It's like they, I have to draw my curtain because otherwise they'd just be staring at me sitting here. So I get the pressure of trying to live your life while people are standing immediately outside your window just working on the building and stuff. So so, so you think King Charles is, is, you know, waiting for his mom to croak with these blueprints for like a new game room? <laughs> I think, probably, I think he, the queen made these plans before she died just to punish him. These are I don't think these are the queen's plans. I think these are his plans. I don't know. He Could wants be. to make this his palace. What we'll, a, we'll I mean, see. as much as, as, as I don't love these royals, it is, it, it is kind of funny to me that this dude has been waiting 73 years to be the king, mm. and now he's got to wait another five to live in a palace. <laughs> You know, he wants you know, the Iron Throne installed. This is what he wants. <laughs> just can't wait to be king, but he can. Yeah, just can't wait for all the perks. Yep. All right. Well, let's well, jump into this poll dark. Yeah. You know, this episode, 
I wasn't even paying attention that this is the penultimate episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, man, a lot of stuff is happening. It's like, oh, it's because there's one episode left in the season after this one. And does stuff happen indeed? <laughs> oh, yeah. But not, it's not necessarily uh, a busy plot. <laughs> no, this is a very simple plot. Uh, we don't start on the cliffs. We start in, in London. Mm-hmm. Ross and Demelza are enjoying their uh, their time away from the family. Yeah, we start in bed. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> As they've been doing. By the way, just for, for reference, season two, again, had ten episodes. Season three, nine episodes. This season, eight episodes. Just winding them down. Season five has two. Two episodes? <laughs> I wouldn't imagine that. We're like, oh, we're going to wait until January or February to do this. But it's only yeah. th- three weeks it would take to cover it. I don't know. I think that's like eight as well. Mm-hmm. Um they're in London. I mean, I feel like Ross and Demelza are the bulk of the episode. I think we can talk about some of the low-hanging fruit. There's not much of that, even. I, I, I like how, the, what is it, Demelza's like, yeah, we should bring the kids up here. And Ross is like, right now? Us two sitting here in these sheets? <laughs> He's like, I'm naked, man. <laughs> <laughs> not right now, Demelza. Bring them through another time. She also says, the way we're behaving, there might be another kid coming soon. Poof. And Ross that never, sounds, he's not like, nope. I think we just lost our funds last week from Pasco, but okay, sure. He's not, he's an MP now. He's got that, that stipend coming in. Yeah, he's got that money coming in. Where, where do we want to start? We can start with the low-hanging fruit, as you're saying. Drake and Sam, yeah. they have like two scenes. Continues to be the lowest of hanging fruits here. Uh, yeah, Sam, Sam wants, being the good guy that he is. He just wants like, Drake to set up shop and saw. Yeah, just, just do your work, man. And they make it look like he found like this new spot, but it just looks like they ran out of sets to use for the show because it just looks like the same place they've been going to week after week. Like, here's this right here. You can do work. Like, so, yeah, All right. You can turn it into a, a Smith shop. And Drake's like, why? But, do you want to work Drake, around Harry Harry and, and Jacka? Yeah. I mean, that's what it looks like would be his neighbors there. Um, but Drake, I mean, he does say the one thing that Ross told him that is pretty good advice. You know, sometimes... When you got nothing at all, you got work. And you get through the end of the day, and it feels like you accomplished something, or something happens. So it's mm-hmm. like, Work will yeah, get man. you through the bad times. Exactly. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with all that, because I've gone through hard times where it's like, do I need to work right now? I really don't want to work, but you know, it gets you through the day. Put your nose to the grindstone. Get, get, done, get on with it. Yeah. And that's more or less what happens with them, except for Morwenna's uh, situation. Yep, Lady Whitworth uh, is not doing uh, a great job being a, a supporter of Morwenna. And we see mm-hmm. that there's a new doctor, Dr. Behenna. And Lady Whitworth has this guy on the line basically saying he's going to be, or she's going to be committed when she gives birth to this kid. Yeah. And she's going to live in an institution. And that's that. <clears throat> simple yep pretty direct with that it, it, it's funny she says that in earshot of Morwenna and Morwenna's just like oh come on <laughs> not very good with uh, keeping their plans secret there <laughs> no and then they treat Morwenna like she's is actually crazy when I think that they both know how evil Ozzy was I don't Rather, know Lady Whitworth knows how crazy does. he was for not maybe not to the extent of it but she knows he was an extremely difficult and hypocritical person. You don't you don't have that grow up sure. under your tree and and not see how strange he was. 
That's true. Uh, but anyways, Marwana wakes up. She's got blood on her when she wakes up in bed. The baby's been miscarried. And so she just ups and leaves. She just gets out of there. Well, not not quite. She has a moment with Lady at Lady Wetworth where she's like, I'm happy this baby died because it wouldn't have been in my life anyway. So, yeah, she has a little bit more time to be herself rather than be locked up, and that's good. Mm-hmm. So Lady Whitworth has also seemed to, to guilt her for feeling bad. But, you know, again, that's, a, that's the evil in play. Like, do you really think that this poor maid... And I, the line that Lady Whitworth says is, you know, to believe, you know, you're a Whitworth now. You should be grateful. You used to be a common <laughs> uh, maid, or not a maid, a, a, a ward, whatever she was. Um, uh, and, and she goes, oh, the best time of my life were when I was a countess or, you know, basically saying the best days of her life were hanging out with uh, young Jeffrey Charles and Drake. Yeah, when she was doing just fine. And so, yeah, she just ups and leaves. And we see Lady Whitworth is like, well, thank God. It's, it's so funny because it's so menacing the way they play it. Like, oh, no, she's going to be committed to the, the asylum. Who knew it was as easy as her just hopping through a window and being like, I'm out. <laughs> Not even hopping through a window. I think she walked out the front door. <laughs> might have. Uh, and so I, I I imagine that's the end of her situation there. I don't know. It seems so abrupt. <laughs> I don't think she's out out though because of the way that this conversation she has with Drake goes. She was a governess. She was a common governess. Governess, yeah, not a countess. Countess is a mm-hmm. something that, that George wants for Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, but yes, uh, she she goes and talks to Drake and basically says. Hey man, the reason that I, I feel so bad is because I've been emotionally traumatized by this man and doesn't seem likely that any hands are going to come on this body and I'm going to think it's cool because I was uh, abused for years by this guy or a yeah, year and change or however long it's been. Yeah, I mean, it, it started out almost as like, hey, I, I miss you, I watch you. Because I, I remember when I saw you, I just thought of things, and then she just goes down the path. But then I thought about it, Whitworth and all that he did to me, and that, and that, and that. And then she's like, "Oh, I, I gotta get out of here. I can't deal with this." And so Drake's like, well, "Come on." Drake's like, "Yeah, okay. It's okay. I get it. I get it." Um. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. I mean, it would be great if she just ran off to stay with her sister, Rowella. Why not Why not stay there, huh? Maybe. We don't know. No, we don't know. We don't know. That's all that's going on there, though. Yeah, and I think the rest of the episode is, is the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah. They're in London, baby. It's London season. It is. And uh, this Adderley guy won't leave our they- craw. They cranked him up to eleven for this episode. Like he he he's been just a guy this season in the background that has been working with George to you know become a, a MP and uh, you know just get some power from the land that he kind of looked over and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did I say MP? It's PM. MP. Right? No, it's uh, it's, it's MP. MP. Okay. PM is the prime but, minister. Right. 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 So he's just been hanging around, but there's no, never been really much of a character attributed to him. He'd just be giving angry stares at, like, Jeffrey Charles. Yeah, leering. And, and Ross. Yeah. But this time, oh, this guy has a personality, and he's a creeper. He did. Take a uh, seat. 
hit on or not hit on, but he did kind of give Demelza looks last week too. If I recall, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't tell if he was just looking angry as he does, or as he was like actually drawn to her. I think he's he's giving her those good looks. Or his face is just stuck that way. He just always looks that way. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. So, uh, what's called? There's a party that's going to be, be going on. A, a charity. Right? A char- yeah, it's a charity. Yeah, it's uh, Elizabeth and George are hosting. And the only way to guarantee that people show up is if it's under the guise of a charity ball. Yeah. There's no way to avoid them because Elizabeth's like, don't you think everybody hates you? <laughs> right, because George is uh, throwing it. Um, you know, it's just trying to turn that narrative around on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's so funny, though, because they get there and there's all kinds of food. And Ross comments like, wouldn't this food be better off going to charity? <laughs> like, what, yeah. what's going on here? Ross, Ross is playing out the hypocrisy again. He's like, hey, wait a minute. Isn't there a better mm-hmm. way to use the money being poured into this house right now? Yeah. But then we see Adderley's like, George, I want to sleep with Demelza. Do you think <laughs> it's going to, I can do it? Yeah. Uh, like how long? Give, give, what set of bet? Like, you know, give me a week. How, how many lines? Yeah. <laughs> Three? Whoa. <laughs> um, and Adderley doesn't want to make a bet of it because he's like, well, you win either way if I end up with her because this is <laughs> this woman's with your enemy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let, let's not bet on this. Um, but the cru- crucial thing is that Ross proposes to Melza, why don't you uh, you know, move up here to stay in London, bring the kids for a while? Mm-hmm. You know, We're having such a good time here. Why, why not stay? And so this event's going on. And, you know, Ross peels off with Dwight to hang around and Demelza's hanging with Caroline. And Caroline gives Demelza some advice that the Adderley fella, he just hangs around. Don't take him seriously. He's not a serious fella. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, to her point, the past few weeks has consisted of Adderley just staring at Caroline wherever she went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not Don't wrong. Don't take him seriously. Uh, but she does take but, a liking to Demelza pretty quickly. He does. Oh yeah, and he says they go to get a drink, and he, you know, he he takes her, and his like girlfriend Andromeda is there, mm-hmm. and Hell she's she's hanging out with Ross, mm-hmm. and and she he says to to Melza like the, there's two things that I like what what are the what are the words it's the two I know what the second one is but I forget what the first one is like a good time and making love. <laughs> Isn't it like violence and making love or something? Because like uh, you know he'll he'll uh, get get both on the same day or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, sure. I, I I should have written that line down because it was it was very jarring in the moment. But Demelza is like taken aback by this. And... Oh no, he likes to fight and make love. That's exactly okay. I wrote it down. He likes to fight and make love. So, all right, dude, <laughs> get yours. One, what's the appetite for the other, he says. And Demel's is like, okay, man. And he's like eating his fingers while he looks at her, too. It's like, man, just use a napkin. Mm-hmm. You think this is seducing her. It just looks like you're just not clean. Yeah, and, and Ross is like, this is cool. You know, like, I know my wife's not going to actually screw around. Right. But he is kind uh, of reveling in, in it from a distance. Like, he, he doesn't seem happy that she's uncomfortable, but he mm-hmm. seems... 
just sort of okay with kind of watching her squirm. Yeah, get attention. Which is so funny because they, the show makes such a point of like Demelza's upbringing uh, of, of being from you know dirt essentially, and every other man that comes into the scene is just like, who is this beautiful lady or whatever? And we see it in this episode where Adelie asks George like, you never had anything with her, and George is like, no man, I, I know where she's from, but everyone else is just like humming a humming a humming a. Everyone's like, yeah, who cares? She looks good. It literally turns all the dudes feral when they see Demelza. They have to excuse themselves and go howl at the moon when she comes in the room. Yeah, and I mean, Adderley has been... We thought he might have been gunning for Elizabeth, but she's very pregnant now, so maybe that's why he course-corrected. Oh, I thought he was gunning for Caroline. Well, he, you know, the episode where Ross and Elizabeth are outside at a trend with, mm. he's like, hey, what's going on? You know, he definitely <laughs> comes outside to say what's going on to Liz. So He definitely likes what's not his. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Reminds me of that um that Nelly song, you know, Dilemma, where he, uh, he talk the, that whole song with Kelly Rowland, where he's talking about how she's got a man and a son, but mm-hmm. he's like, I'm just gonna lay back and play play what I do that works, and it's like that whole song is about a guy trying to break up a marriage, and that's exactly what Adderley is trying to do here. Yeah, that's Adderley. Let Adderley gonna Adderley. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about the way he plays it. Like, not to say I would ever do this in real life, but the way he he plays his game is just like. Not at all the, the the calls I'd make. He's very aggressive. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's just full steam ahead. To the point where I didn't even buy Demelza's reaction in this episode because when Armitage showed up, she didn't hesitate for a second to be like, I see what you're throwing at me. I'm not buying. I'm a married woman. Here she's just playing, like, aloof, and, and it just seemed a little out of character for her, to me I, at least. I feel like Caroline should step in as a girlfriend and be like, Demelza, this happens. Just get used to it. Even just the scene of that exposition. Like, the men mm-hmm. here are a lot more forward than the men in Cornwall. Or something right. along it, those lines, just to make it seem okay. But it does seem like Demelza is just a, you know, she settles into it too quickly. Right. And and Caroline, you know, at least says, like, he's not a serious man. But this guy does not have, like, you know, joking eyes. He's got very <laughs> serious, you're like, right. Directed look on his face. Uh, so yeah, the party happens pretty much. Mm-hmm. And was it Demelza ta- talking to uh, to Ross? <laughs> and she was like, "How's it going?" He's like, "I'm not going to stand by and let this guy cuckold me." <laughs> <laughs> Which She's is like, weird "He's not trying he, to cuckold you." <laughs> he just did. He just sat and let it happen. Yeah. Yeah, and and then she gets she wakes up and she's like, "Oh Ross, you sent these flowers to me." And he's like, "Read the note," <laughs> and then the note says, "You're being cuckolded, Adderley." <laughs> Look at what I'm doing to you, Ross. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and she's like, "Well, these are just." Fl-. She wants to keep the flowers still. And he's like, "Why would you want to keep the flowers from this man, well, Ross? Maybe it's because you haven't brought her flowers recently. Maybe you should do that, huh?" Well, she is. She shouldn't want to keep those flowers. She's she'd be no, a little bit more disgusted. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Uh, and and we see Ross looking miserable, and the the show makes one of the the best edits of all time, where it pans oh, from him looking miserable. <laughs> to well, they got pillar. George Lucas to edit this episode or something like that. I thought the same thing. It literally is just a pillar coming across the screen to Ross looking walking very uh, 
aggressively in London uh, to Parliament. Yeah, and then we see Adderley decides to make make his move. Well, Ross is uh, doing his duty. She uh, she's at home, and he yeah, he just slips in there. The Adderley guy. He's in her house, in her apartment before she even gets there. Mm-hmm. And he, he told the the maid knows that you know Ross is uh, being kept busy. Yeah, he's so. got a guy on the street to keep to like slow him down if he comes home. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, "Where do you want to get this done?" Yeah. And she's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> the dude has like the game of like one of those Andy Samberg like Lonely Island sketches or something like that. He just does not get that she is not interested in him. Not in the slightest. It's, it's a very bizarre scene, and it's one of those things where I do think this show has really gotten in those dark places with with Whitworth and Marlena. And I was starting to get nervous in this scene that we were going to deal with it again. But I knew that I Demelza has a little bit more gusto than Morwenna. And well, I, I just love the way he's he pretty much giving the, the impression of, I've got you cornered now. Like, you're going to be mine. And then she just rings the bell. And he's like, wait, what? I didn't plan for a bell to be here. <laughs> well, I got to go then, I guess. Yep, that's that's all she wrote. <laughs> yep, on Adderley. There's nothing on George to this point that we should reference, right? Um, there's the stuff with Elizabeth and trying to figure out how to appease all these uh, poor people. And Elizabeth comes up with the idea of rehoming them in mm-hmm. a nicer area out of district so they're not his problem anymore. So he yep. looks like the hero and he gets everything he wants and he makes a comment to her about how you know she's uh, she should have been a politician herself, and also they yeah. have a new house. They're moved into a new house, and uh, Valentine has a little toy horse. Yeah, that horse looked nice. It looked like it really rocked. Literally, it's just it's just rocking. Yeah, and, and we'll return to them in a moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, George is at Parliament, and he's actually got eyes on on Ross there because Adderley walks in to sit next to him, and he's going to have to deliver the news at some point to Adderley, like. We're redistricting things. You're no, no longer going to be my my uh, MP, mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, we see that <laughs> that there's this guy is a monk who's sitting next to Ross. Mm-hmm. He's like, bro, I gotta go take a number one, man. Can you <laughs> hold my seat? And Ross puts his glove down on this on the seat, and he says, Yeah, okay, I got you, bud. No big deal. And then Adderley sits down and like puts his arm on on the the bench, and then Ross like, dude, I I'm holding this seat for my man. He's taking a taking a leak. He's coming back, and Adderley's like, oh, no, dude, you know who I am. Yeah, just because you're not a man, that, that's why. He's like, no, you're sitting on my gloves. And he's like, sure, I am. Sure, sure, sure. Perfect. Then he says, like, are you sitting on my gloves, or was your wife sitting on my gloves? And Ross is like, what? Yeah, yeah he says, like, you, you mistook. I won't touch any man's possessions. <laughs> uh, but... There's something in the way he says, I won't touch any man's possessions that triggers Ross to then grab him by his collar and says, what did you say? Here's my gloves. And then like Ross looks at the room of Parliament staring at him and says, oh, no, 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 no. It's no big deal. It's, Even George is sitting there like, hey, this is not this is not a good look. Well, George, you can see, is kind of fired up because, you know, Ross look, might look like a moron. But then he's like, yeah. uh-oh, gloves, got him. Sorry, no big deal. And then he's like, I'll, I'll kill you. <laughs> 
and so he gets a letter from Adderley challenging him to a duel to, to meet at the park and, and keep it discreet. This episode is, is on speed or something. It, oh, my God. The first line but, is George saying, I'm having a party. And the next scene is him having the party. And then oh, yeah. this thing happens in Parliament. And the next scene is the guy going, I want to kill you. And then the next <laughs> scene is Ross going, this guy wants to kill me. And then they start training. Right. I, it, it's funny. There's a missed opportunity there for one of them to slap each other with a glove to challenge them to a duel, like formally. Well, I thought that um, he's sitting on my glove and then that might come yeah. lead to that. But it's like literally they just inserted this whole Adderley character like as like a new character in this episode. It's like I I didn't know this is who he was and this is where we're going. They ramped him up. I mean, he's been lurking. Yeah. But they didn't make it like he was going to be a big bad. And then all of a sudden here he comes. He's right under George. He's the making Mm -hmm. a friendly wager that he's going to sleep to Melza. What a bold move. Like she's married with multiple children. (laughs) Okay. And then he's Uh, like. This dude is like, dude, I I have killed many people in duels. Yeah, and, and, and that's the th- Dwight is like, T- don't do this, man. No, it's 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 best. It's the best. Like Dwight says, he's killed five men, and Ross says, so have I. <laughs> Baller, man. That's just how you do it. And then Dwight is like, yeah, but you killed him in in a prison in France at night. Well, no, he's killed people in war and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, you know, he's killed. But people. Dwight's like, you can't do this, and then Ross is just saying, "I gotta, I gotta do this," and then he just starts practicing. He just starts practicing, and there is like a whole montage going on. It's I, this episode is wild. Oh, dude, I actually rewatched this whole sequence up to and through the whole duel. I just I put in like uh, just some rap music, just some TMX, and it just really made the episode go that much harder. Oh yeah. <laughs> Recommend that for people enjoying Poldark. Just put on some hard rap music and rewatch this whole training scene. Put some Rick the Ross or something under that. <laughs> yes. God forgives he don't. And, um, and he's like, look, I'll let you off the hook if you give me a written apology for making a fool out of me. And <laughs> right, because he does like, show up at the park. Excuse me? <laughs> it, it's so perfect the way he, he, he like throws that out there. It's just like, look, if he apologizes in a written letter and just lets everyone know he made a fool of himself, that's fine, Okay. Otherwise, and I'll have Dwight, to kill him or he'll kill me. Right. And Dwight's like, that, that's a good offer. That's a good offer. And then Adderley adds in, but I'll think less of him if he does it. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. What are you doing here? Keep in mind, this is at the 33-minute mark of a like 58-minute episode. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, where do you go from here? Uh I also like how Ross is just like straight up like weighing guns to, to figure out what he's going to like fire with and stuff. And yeah, they, they're double yield, wielding too. <laughs> they got pistols oh, yeah. akimbo. <laughs> oh, they are absolutely. And they akimbo. have like an official. There's like they they call the, the officiant off the off the bench. Like, oh, this is illegal, and one of us might die, and one of us could go to jail if we get caught for doing this. But I got the guy. I got the now, also the dual I, master from the t- center of town to come do this. How's Adderley feeling going into this duel, Dave? He's feeling ready. He says he says the phrase you like to say after a good night. He said, "I slept like a baby." <laughs> He's That's ready right. to die. <laughs> um, nothing now, to I, lose, I, everything to gain. <laughs> I thought I thought Dwight was getting clipped for sure in this moment. I was like, oh, I'm yeah? not ready for Dwight to die. And I, I was sitting watching this going, you know, he's talking about how he doesn't like London, how he doesn't fit in, mm. how he misses his patients. And he's Ross the second, and he's told Ross, don't do this, you're going to get yourself killed. I'm like, Dwight's going to run in front of that bullet. 
And we should address that now. In this episode, uh, Dwight tells Caroline, I got to get back to my patients. I got to get back to Cornwall. And, like, I don't know if that means you'll come back and things will be where they were, but I got to go do my work. Mm hmm. Which all the more reason for him to get clipped right here. Or even Craven, the other guy that <laughs> is out of his company. And I like what the rules of the, of the dueler. Like, if you get shot, if you shoot your opponent, run. Go get yeah. out of here so no one sees you, no cops. It's going to be like Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption where there's a little blue dot running. There's been a witness to this crime. It's got two stars, yeah. And this show is the best because we've had a duel before between Francis and uh, um, Verity's uh, husband, Lamy. Oh, Blamey. <laughs> Blamey. <laughs> yeah, Lamy. Blamey, yeah. We already got one. Now we got a second one. This is the best show ever, man. So the, the duel, duel happens. <laughs> 14 paces, first shot, go wide. And then Ross, Ross, they both hit each other, but. Yeah, they take, take a second shot. They do the red, red eye, dead eye. <laughs> uh, Ross and, does anyway. Mm-hmm. So Ross gets shot in the arm, but he get he gets Adderley in the gum, gut, gets him in the stomach. In the gut, in the groin. Well, he gets him twice over? He's in it, holding no, his stomach. We, the the guy when he goes over he says he got shot in the groin. Mm. So it goes. And and Ross is like I'm staying until the the medics get here. And they're like, dude, the rules are the rules. You need to go or you could get you could risk going to jail. Yeah. I like and that then, Dwight also when they missed the first time he's like, okay, you guys fired off at each other. You popped off. You gotta stop now. That's why I thought for sure. You know, maybe Adderley will just shoot wild and kill Dwight. Yeah. But Adderley has some f- great last words, some famous last words. He says, I wish I shot you in the face, blasted you to eternity. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And then Ross goes home and Demel's is like, Why? What's going on? And he's like, All right. I shot him. He's still alive. No big deal. He challenged me. And Demel's is like, Are you out of your mind? We have two kids, and Garrick is getting younger and younger. There's so much responsibility. Do you ever think that Ross sometimes is like a sociopath? He like alienates everyone around him with his actions. He works to get him back, but then he does something like, what What were you thinking? <laughs> and it's just like, well, Ross is going to Ross. He really does have no concept of of like his, his place in the world as much as his moral compass. Right. He's so rooted in, rooted in his morals. Uh, but yeah, Dwight gets the bull out of uh, Ross's arm. Mm-hmm. And Ross just is like t- deathly pale too. <laughs> and just in time for them to get word that Adderley's dead. And the official word will be that he accidentally shot himself while practicing with yeah, his Yeah, he guns. told the doctors on his deathbed that he accidentally shot himself. Figure so that one out. How his do you last words are not to Ross about how he wish he shot him in the face. His last words were like, no, no, I shot myself in the groin. And Dwight Ennis was there. I twisted the gun somehow entirely around, so it was facing my stomach. Um, oh, and then we get the a great, thing, great scene with George. But the last thing he does request, though, is that you have to pay uh, 10 guineas to quiet a witness, but you have to pay it to George. Uh-huh. So basically has to pay that debt that he would hook up with mm-hmm. Melza. Yeah. So George goes to Parliament, and everyone's all downtrodden, and George goes... What did somebody die? And it cuts to George talking to Elizabeth about Adderley dying. Well, a man died. 
And also Jeffrey Charles shows up where Ross is at saying like, oh, you shot off your own hand, bro? Uh, turns out I'm not the only Poldark who doesn't know how to misbehave. <laughs> By the way, speaking of misbehave, there was very much Aston Power vibes also coming from uh, Adder. Adder like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> behave. <laughs> making me horny. That, that, that's what I got. Like, am I making you randy? <laughs> that, that was Adderley. This you should have had the male symbol on a chain. Some chest hair or something, just to. Uh, what a clown! I kind of wish he comes back from the dead. I hope that like he faked his death. Like that would be he like he sent out the note, but he's not actually dead. That would be, be dope. <laughs> Bring him back. Imagine that's the next episode. But George is George immediately knows what happened. So oh like, yeah, <laughs> Roth killed him, and Elizabeth is like, he, but he said he, even if he did. He admitted to the doctor on his deathbed that he shot himself. Why would he do that if Ross killed him? And George is like, "Dude, we gotta, we have to do this." And Elizabeth's like, Can't "He didn't show leave? up to Parliament. I know he was involved in this." Yeah, he's he's, he's healing from a wound at home. George is so specific. Mm-hmm. So Elizabeth leaves the room. She's like, "Just let it, let it be." Mm-hmm. And then he immediately asks the help to find two people who may be willing to come forward as witnesses or no to, uh, to do like dig into these leads mm. yeah to, to, to try and find some leads or some witnesses and stuff like that mm-hmm. but uh yeah when we see another great hammer of a moment where they're kind of trying to figure stuff out at home and they're mm-hmm. talking about this is where george talks about his plan and in you know, he wants to be Valentine knighted or something along those lines. And and Jeffrey Charles walks in. Oh, wait, wait. We're skipping over the scene, though, where, like, he's at a party, uh, oh, yeah, George, yeah. and he's okay, talking I to the older guy. I thought that was after. I didn't write that down. And, and he was like, so, you know, I think this guy may have participated in killing Adderley. What do we do about it? And he's like, well, well you got to have actual evidence. And the guy's like, Adderley stinks, man. I don't care. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. You have to have actual evidence that this was happened. And then we cut to the George being frustrated that no evidence has been found to potentially incriminate Ross. And then that's where Jeffrey Charles enters. Yeah, and I think Elizabeth says, like, does Ross always have something to do with your happiness? Does Ross failure have to do with your happiness? He's like, I'm about to mm-hmm. pop. And this is what yeah. you want to talk about. Oh, Jeffrey Charles yeah. is, has has like a the one scene, one line kill, like this is this whole episode could be really terribly boring, and this part with Jeffrey Charles happens, and it changes the atmosphere of the episode. But this episode is already at eleven out of ten on the energy scale, hundred <laughs> percent. And Jeffrey Charles walks in and just says, "You guys ever notice that Valentine <laughs> is the spitting image of Uncle Ross?" And he goes, "Huh," and then he walks out. <laughs> What a piece of trash! He then goes, walks out the door, and vomits somewhere. That's what Jeffrey Charles does. Um, and then the the show does the crazy chaotic thing where it then like slow zooms in on Valentine as he starts popping his toy gun oh, at yeah. George <laughs> while riding his rocking his horse. And this is where George has seen enough. He is seeing red. That guy is like losing it in that moment. And, and then then we go back to this weird circus party thing that could always happening there's always fire breathers in london mm-hmm. and ross walks by george and demels is like leave him alone you're, you're skipping over too that george and elizabeth we are we see them having dinner and they don't have a word spoken between mm-hmm. each other 
and then George gets up and leaves dinner. And then this next day, this thing happens. Yeah, so Ross is walking by and he's like, hey, George, Adderley wanted me to give this to you. And he gets the 10 guineas to him. And then George like stirs for a minute and then throws all these coins in Ross's face. And he draws blood. (laughs) Yeah, he nicks up uh, Ross's face with the coins he throws back at his face. And then he just he has this cane too, so it's not like George can walk off in a huff. He walks off in a huff, but he has to have that cane like every third step. <laughs> it's so silly. Yeah. Uh, and Ross is like, "What did I do?" Yeah, Ross. Right. Well, Aside from the fact that I, you know, killed your friend, <laughs> you know, knocked up your wife, the list of things Ross has done is is through the roof. Yeah. Uh. And yeah, we yeah Dwight he tells uh, Caroline needs to return his patience, uh, and then maybe Horace can come back with me, the dog, the, the, mm-hmm. the pug. Uh, but yeah, well, no, Hor- Horace is in London with Caroline, mm-hmm. and he's right. like, "All right, yeah, I'm, li- I'm getting out of here." Bring the dog though. Uh, um, so yeah, we see Elizabeth pacing around. She's uneasy. She's very pregnant. Meanwhile, Ross wakes up or gets back, and Demel's is missing. Yeah, he wakes up and she's gone. She wrote a note. Mm-hmm. And, in the middle of the night she's gone back to Cornwall going with Dwight she's out of it, her depth in London it doesn't seem like an attack on Ross but it very it says we'll see you know we'll address things when you get back to me Ross I'm sorry but you killed a man <laughs> I gotta reassess for a second which is fair <laughs> I mean do you think the actions of Adderley in this episode justified a duel yes that Ross needed to go there and, and do this. Did he have mm-hmm. to really do this? Okay. I guess. Well, I mean, so. I think I think Adderley sets himself up to try to be this moral high ground and make Ross look like a fool. And just Ross calls him. It's like playing chicken. Ross never backs down, and the guy dies. That's how it goes, man. By the way, if you're keeping a running tab of George's friends, they are real characters, aren't they? You know, between Tom Harry, this guy Adderley, uh, Uncle Carrie, mm-hmm. like. Whitworth. Whitworth, anyone, anyone who's close to George are just scumbags. Whereas, like George, just seems like he's he's trash, but he's not so obvious as trash as these people that he keeps around his company. Mm-hmm. It's like it's almost like the show is like, well, George is a bad guy, but we can't have too many people like him, so we have to make openly horrible villainous people <laughs> to mm-hmm. really differentiate and show different breeds of horrible here. Anyways, that's the episode. That's the episode. What a what a banger of an episode! This, this is top top tier Poldark for sure. Oh my god! Firing at all cylinders. Loved it, <laughs> loved it. And so this is a, a tricky one for going up, but down I think is okay. Who, who do you got going down, Dave? Well, number three going down, I got Demelza. Okay. Because she's finds herself as the sort of center of this controversy controversy that goes down in a way that. She doesn't, you know, it's it's basically her trying to figure out the social scene and then by proxy her mm-hmm. leading this guy on, even though she's not. And then this yeah. guy, you know, her husband kills this guy because of her and her honor and the family honor. And she's just so out of her depth that it just kind sure. of costs her. And she's feeling the guilt, too. Okay. Well, at number three going down, I got Ross. He may have won the duel, but... Demels has walked out the door, and George knows what's up with Valentine. He's in a little bit of hot water right now, Ross. Okay. 
I don't know if hot water is the right word for what's happened with. He, with he's in water. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I'll take that. Who's number two going down for you, Dave? Well, you know, we're real hit or miss what we do with the the dead, but Adderley was such an important figure in this episode. He's number two. Oh yeah, that's true. He really played himself there. This is it's hard to you know, the whole beginning, the whole conflict is him telling George he's going to go do this thing to Demelza. So he does it to himself. You know, he ultimately loses. Even if he didn't die, he would be at this point in the power rankings. Well, at number two, I got Demelza for the same reasons you gave. Just she's she just didn't belong in London. It turned out she's got to return home, and uh, yeah, man, inadvertently led to the death of this Adderley guy. I mean, Adderley probably would have done it to himself either way, if, mm-hmm. you know, just cleaning his guns or whatever. But not good. She's not in a good place, Demelza. No, no. So who's number one going down, Dave? It's George. This guy. What a I got week. George also. Adderley did not make my down rankings. He didn't make my up rankings either because he he lived as true as he wanted to be. Adderley, <laughs> he's like, I am going to go for this woman. Okay, I didn't get it. I'm going to go down shooting at this man. Okay, I didn't kill this man. Well, you know what? At least Damn, I'm still alive. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. and he's not. Yeah, and maybe Adderley is alive. Who knows? You don't just die off screen like that. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, George indisputably. Jeffrey Charles just trounces all over him there with the Valentine drop. And then he can't incriminate uh, Ross. Yep. I mean, I feel like he's going to keep trying and he might next episode, but it's, there's, you know, it's Ross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Who's going up for you? Uh, at number three, I got Cornwall. Uh, just because we get a lot of talk from uh, Demelza and Dwight of how they just miss Cornwall. They're not fit mm-hmm. for London. They're like the tourist kind of, Yeah, it's just not that great. Cornwall's got a lot going for it, and you know I kind of missed the waves this episode. So you know, up to up to Cornwall, time to go. Time to go back. Okay. Well, I got I got Dwight at number three. Okay. He's the you know he's the voice of reason here. He tries so hard, and he you know he gets so far, but in the end, it doesn't matter because Ross will still mm. try to ki- will kill somebody. But <laughs> we see that you know he's basically doing his part here. And and he's his his vocation is calling, and he eventually succumbs to it, which is a good thing. He's putting the work yeah. in with the wife after the tragedy of losing their their child, and he he's Ross the second, even though he doesn't want to. He knows you know you got to do this. Friends got to be there for each other. And then you know my my heart was telling me he was going to get clipped, and he didn't. So good on him. Yeah. Well. Uh, number two, I got Valentine. This boy got a real nice rocking horse. He's got a little toy gun. And he's got the genes of Ross. It's so clear now. This boy, he's got it all going for him. Uh, you know, he's come on. This is his dad. Yeah, this was a tough week for people going up. I think Valentine, he's got it going right for him. Okay. Well, I was thinking about putting Valentine in there, but I don't think he has any. He's just like a... That moment of him just popping off. <laughs> George is so silly. I love it. <laughs> What a show! Who would have thought? But oh number two, God. I I got I got Ross himself because oh okay, this is a guy who straight up says that he doesn't want to be cuckolded from his wife, and he <laughs> kills the guy who does it. <laughs> As one does, I guess. Yeah, he's and yeah. I think he's he's on this straight and narrow. You know, we talk about how he is a sociopath and he's a man mm-hmm. of morals. His morals yeah. work out for him in this one. You can't deny that. Even though he Demelza does go back, 
They also keep telling Ross, like, you got to go back to Cornwall, man. You need to flee from this. So Ross will be back in Cornwall next week. Yeah, you sure. need to lay down while the heat is out there, man. Just just cool cool down over here. Well, the, while the... Like, well then I'll see more guilty. He's like, dude, you are guilty. Just let it blow over. Just let it blow over. Well, number one for me going up, I got Morwenna. She's oh, out yeah. of there. It's Morwenna. She it's got to be Morwenna. I mean, she may be still having some uh, PTSD and stuff, but she at least uh, had the stones to go say hello to Drake. And, and explain make... herself. Yeah. So... Yeah, kudos to her. This is a tough week for people going up, but I think that was enough for her. Yeah, and that's that. One more. One more, baby. Uh, yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready for the finale. I have no oh, yeah. idea where it could go. It could go any which way. I'm thrilled. I'm just thrilled that for the first time in two seasons, it's not Demelza thinking about leaving Ross because of a, uh, another man in the picture or jealousy. It's about, this guy is a crazy person. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, he killed. Imagine Ross just goes on a killing spree next week. <laughs> it's just like, whoa. It's just off the chain. That's where Tom Harry went. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Dave, have you been watching any other TV or anything? To be honest, this was. Uh, I think I just didn't really get into anything this week. It was kind of a quiet week for me. Nothing yeah. really too. Oh, I saw the Billy Eichner movie Bros. That was good. I liked it a lot. Okay. Uh, very informative for a heterosexual person. There's a lot going on. Worth watching. Unfortunately, nice. it's probably out of theaters because it bombed horribly. But, <laughs> you know, if, whenever it comes to HBO or whatever streamer, it's worth a watch, I would say. Yeah. Good to know. What about you? You watching anything good? Yeah, I haven't had much time to watch anything, but I did check out the new Halloween Ends movie. Mm-hmm. And it was... Not very good, and I and I actually liked the last Halloween movie that a lot of people didn't like. Okay. Uh, but one thing that really disturbed me about this new movie is there's a new character named Corey, mm-hmm. and they say the name about fifty times in the movie, and the, and it's not C O R Y, it's C O R E Y, and they say it so many times, and it was just disconcerting to watch because it's not like my name comes up everywhere all the time. So when I hear it being used frequently, it's like what? What? what just stop! <laughs> it's okay. like nails on a chalkboard. Um, maybe that contributed to me not liking the movie as much, but it was a it was a weird one. It was definitely a weird one. Does it end? The movie ended. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Halloween is never going to end, uh, you know. But yeah, I would I would say this one puts a pretty finite mark on how things go. You should watch it, Dave. It's on Peacock. Oh, I have to watch it because I saw the first two. And I got to see this through, and it's my you know it's my guys. McBride wrote it, so yep, got to give that a shot. They were definitely smoking something when they wrote it. Well, that wraps this week on the podcast. You know where to find us, lordsgrantham at gmail.com. You can leave a five-star rating review if you so choose on iTunes and Spotify. You can always mm-hmm. hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, of course, we have a Patreon with a bonus episode coming this week. And you can find our archive also on our Podbean website. Absolutely. All that and then some. Catch one more episode. Time, yeah, Grant. one more. Finale next week. <laughs> Pole dark, baby.